we decided to take our appreciation and love for simple living and step into a homesteading lifestyle, learning what that means. If you are at all curious about those things as well, join us as we share practical methods to grow and prepare our own food, learn healthy living tips, and discover small farm setup ideas. We like to talk about everything sustainable living, healthy eating, simple dreams, and a lot of hard work. Join us on Prairie Grove Homestead. Hey everybody, Kim Wagner here. Welcome to Prairie Grove Homestead. This is Friday, April 6th. And I just, I sound a little tinny, I think. I'm going to move outside. I'm actually, I'm actually outdoors. That might be a little better. Um, and I was just taking a little walk. It had rained all morning. And now the sun is out. And I'm just walking around our property and just looking at the new grass that I see um, springing up. And just really excited. We had done some controlled burning um, and in those areas, the grass is just beautiful. It's coming in so thick, so nice. It's amazing what, um, now that, I, and I can't believe, because a week ago, just over a week ago, if you remember, we had, <laughs> like, a blizzard, and we had so much snow, and then we had so much water, and now everything is just soaking in really well, and it's not too much, it's not overly muddy, it's not overly dirty, it's just what everything needed, the grass. Today, the last couple days actually have been really warm here, um, right around, I don't know, between 15 and 20 degrees Celsius, so um, everything's just really greening up. We're supposed to get thunder showers tonight and tomorrow, which would be really awesome. We To have a nice warm spring rain with some thunder, um, I think we would see the buds on the trees just pop. So I'm really excited. It, it really is starting to look like spring. And for a while, anyone in this area, you know what I'm talking about. It almost seemed like we weren't going to have spring or we missed half of our spring. We're going to jump right into summer. I'm fine with that um, as long as I get time to do my planting <laughs> and have enough time for everything to germinate and give a good harvest. So I'm sitting here enjoying this afternoon before I see some clouds, some thunder clouds in the south and a few in the west starting to gather and so I don't know how much longer I'll be outside but I'm taking it in right now. It seems like whenever it's warm here in southeast Saskatchewan it automatically gets really windy so I'm sure that you hear the wind. I apologize for that. have no control over it <laughs> and you know but if we waited for the wind to die down here in Saskatchewan we would never get outside. But it does get really frustrating sometimes because if you want to do any kind of work outside um, and you're carrying something or even seeding something, raking something, digging something, the wind is always messing with you. <laughs> and there's dirt flying around and I hauled out some old, some cardboard um, right before I jumped on here trying to carry it to, to where I'm storing it. I'm going to use it later for our compost pile. And as we try to kind of transform our garden, 
more um, and study more about permaculture, I was trying to carry this cardboard and I had wings <laughs> and it was really, <laughs> I had to hold them really close to my body, otherwise they were going to go flying or I was going to take off off the ground or something. So I hope you're having a great week. The weekend looks favorable here. We have some some friends we know that are have a family wedding this weekend and in our area and if we get the rain and wind that we're supposed to my thoughts are with them because I know what that's like to try to plan a wedding and have it be somewhat comfortable for guests when the weather's not cooperating but as far as agriculture and and all of that um, it's exactly what what we need so Today I wanted to talk about, um, you know, if you listen to the intro of the podcast, I one of the things, one of the focuses that we have is on um, revenue streams, and I know that's a big topic and something that many of you might be interested in if you are on a f- small farm or homestead or acre acreage or are planning on it or saving for it, etc. And I guess the reason why it, it's so, it's one of our top um, things we want to talk about in this journey. And, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that you would be interested in it as well, is because when you move into the country, or even if you aren't in the country, but your mindset, you want to just kind of simplify things and, um, you know, whether you're raising something of your own to sell or whatever, um, part of part of being more self-sufficient or even community-sufficient and helping each other, you know, the world, you still need money, right? I mean, you can be quite sufficient and help each other and help people in your community, and you can grow most of your own food, and that helps a lot. But there's costs there, right? And, and if you don't own the parcel of land that you're on, if you're making mortgage payments or, you know, have a loan to pay off or even are paying off things from other choices that we've made earlier in our life or we have kids in school, etc. I mean, the list is enormous, you know, and I, we're all in that, okay? Most of us. I mean, maybe there's some of you that are fortunate enough to have everything paid off right now and you're, you're good to go. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's like the ultimate goal, right? And for some of us, and for some of us, that's not the goal. Um, but I would say that revenue income streams on a farm uh, and homestead is is a big topic. And so we won't cover everything today, but I just kind of wanted to get started on that topic and kind of bring it in. I get really excited about my chickens, and I've talked about them for a while, but they're not here yet. Our new chicks aren't here till the end of the month, so I was thinking about about revenue streams because one of the things, and if you visited our Instagram page, I try to post pictures on there and a few stories. We're starting to get better at that. We're tossing around the idea of doing more video on YouTube. I'm, I have no idea... Um, I have a little bit of an idea just from watching other people, but I've never done that, and so I'm ready to take on the challenge, but I just need to 
to get my bearings about me and um, <laughs> to take that leap. But if you go on Instagram, you'll see things posted once in a while and probably... If you're listening to this podcast, you'll wonder how they're connected or what's going on or what's that. And if you ever have any questions, you know, just post it. Um, Direct message me on Instagram or um, email us at kim at prairiegrovehomestead.com. If you ever are interested in anything that you see or what we're talking about and and let me help clarify let me help you with any questions that you have or pointers if you see something you're like I know a way easier way to do that (laughs) please please share the knowledge so one of the things that that it's not really a surprise anymore but we're not a hundred percent ready yet we're getting there is on our on our Um, parcel of land on our homestead we have one part in the yard that is kind of separated from where our house and our garden is and it's separated by a a grove of trees that's why we called um, our property uh, prairie grove homestead and i'll post some pictures on instagram of that the leaves aren't in yet but i will I will post it as it's growing. Ooh, the wind's picking up a bit. I apologize. I'll try to maybe move to the other side of the bin. I'll walk a little bit and see if that helps. And so we have this beautiful parcel of land. It's a nice flat yard, a nice flat field. And there's a little bit of a hill, but not too bad. Then it's, like I said, it's um, on, on each side. There's a grove of trees, and it faces south. So the open space is facing south, and I'm looking at a farmer's field right now, and just open sky, because we're on a prairie. And on that piece of grass and yard, we had three grain bins. Um, In some areas, they're called silos. And so two of the silos are grain bins. One of them we might leave just for to store things in. One of them we're going to dismantle soon and, and repurpose closer to our barn and use for a chicken coop for our butcher chickens. And I'll post more about that later. And then the third one was a shorter, stouter um, bin. And so we, last year, if you've seen pictures, my husband and son-in-law, they actually cut it cut a piece away of it and um, they reinforced it with beams they made a walkway and we put gravel around it we have a picnic table next to it chairs we actually used it um, for one of my daughter's weddings we had her social or reception out here on this yard on this property it was beautiful and so we've encouraged people if they want to come out and have a picnic you know I mean they're welcome to do that they could bring their grill or whatever, and um, just be out here. It's beautiful, and it's quite private, and it's just a nice, comfortable space. So that was phase one, and last summer we had, and we just moved here, remember, last April, so we've only been here a year. So last summer was our first summer here, and it just came together so well, and people enjoyed it so much. We had so many positive comments and feedback. So that was phase one of using this space, and um, and we still... We still tell people, you know, come bring your kids down here, um, you know, play lawn games, have a picnic, um, except bring your dog, just let us know <laughs> so we can put ours in and put the our birds away. And um, so that was phase one. This year, 
we are actually bringing in a yurt. So if you're familiar with a yurt, um, or not familiar with the yurt, it's like a big tent made out of really heavy canvas. And some people that I follow actually live in yurts year-round in in the climates that permit that. Our climate would be a little difficult for that, although not impossible, just a little more planning. <laughs> and so we purchased a yurt. It's, I believe, 16 feet around. And I forget how tall it is. But we are going to build a foundation for it, a wood foundation, or we are thinking about if it would work to put it on the cement slab, the cement floor that is underneath the bin that we're going to move off for the chicken coop. So we have a couple options. We're trying to decide which is the best, which is the wisest <laughs> and the best choice. And so we're going to have... Um, we're going to have that there for people to camp here if they don't have their own tent, if they don't have their own camper, whatever. And we registered with a company called hipcamp.com. And I don't know how many countries they are in. Right now I know that they are in the U.S. and in Canada. I think they're in a couple European countries, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not 100% sure about that. But if you go on there, you can search. And it's that what kind of, in a nutshell, <laughs> short, you know, to shorten the story of it, you can read all about it if you go on HipCamp, H-I-P-C-A-M-P.com. They really are just encouraging landowners to use the land that they have already to, um, you know, to set up camp or, you know, whatever you have to offer and get people outside more. And they really took off during COVID and right after COVID. They just saw, really saw an increase of people wanting to be outdoors, wanting to enjoy nature and visit farms, um, all different things. And so anyway, this company created this platform quite a while ago, but it's really taken off the last few years. And they're really encouraging like I said, landowners, and it doesn't really matter how small or large your property is, as long as you have a place where you can either allow people to come and set up a tent, or you maybe have, um, you know, a, a little cabin or guest house on it that you're not using right now. You could do like us, and you could buy a yurt or build a structure. And they can be as simple or as elegant as you prefer or that you're able to do. So if you go on Hip Camp and you kind of search through different countries and different states, different provinces, and, and then you just narrow it down, you know, even to towns, if you know approximately where you're going to travel or whatever, you can see what's offered in that area. And you'll see the vast... Um, arrangement like there's some places that have beautiful cabins or and so it looks more like their accommodations would be more like an airbnb kind of um maybe not quite as set up but you know just a little more fancy like and then you would have um some that just have land like just 
a piece of grass <laughs> next to a pond or in the woods or in their back field or next to their barn <laughs> or so many different options and I, we were just amazed and um, and I couldn't I was trying to remember how I how I came across hip camp and you know it was one of those things like like I'm sure you have also done where you spend time kind of researching about your property about things you, you know ways to make in income on your farm or ways to make income on your homestead or how to survive on one income all these things um, revenue streams for farmers revenue streams for um, homesteading etc and somehow I must have just had the right keywords or something and hip camp popped on and it, it's just been amazing so you register if it's something you're interested in it's not a huge money maker I don't think I mean it could be it has a potential to be I, I suppose but our purpose for it was to somehow use this beautiful yard space that is part of our property but private for them and private for us very comfortable and we're just going to set up a few things on it to, um, we don't have electricity on it. And if you join Hip Camp as a landowner, <clears throat> you can, they'll ask you a whole bunch of questions and where you can explain, you know, what kind of property you're offering. And so, like I said, some people just have a, a piece of <laughs> grass next to a waterfront or not even that, just in the field, in the pasture, in the garden. And so you can answer all these questions. Um, I think one requirement, you have to have somewhere for a person to use the bathroom. Um, so, a restroom. And so, you know, and that you can, you can put in an outhouse. You can allow them to use your house. If you have access to, you know, a bathroom somewhere on your property that you could have access, but people need to use the bathroom. I think I'm pretty sure that was one of the requirements for everything, but I could be wrong. Um, <clears throat> I could be wrong in that, but it seemed like there was something like that. A lot of things were optional, but there were a couple things that were um, required. I thought I thought that drinking water would be required, <clears throat> but it's not because if you think about you know if you go camping or kind of, you know, back country, <laughs> um, you usually take your own water. I mean, you don't always have, you know, um, water to tap into. So it, that wasn't a requirement. And maybe the bathroom wasn't, and but it seemed like something was. Anyway, you can do your own research if you're interested. We do not have a bathroom that would be accessible to them from this spot without walking a long, 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 long way. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so uh, Clarence is actually, we purchased a small, kind of a wood shop garden shed structure, and it's just small, but we were buying one of those. It should be done in June sometime, and we're converting it into just a makeshift kind of shower house, and we're putting a compost toilet in there, and as we start gathering these things, I'll take pictures and then post where we got them or the links or whatever and so we're going to put a compost toilet in there and then I think on the outside off of it kind of 
build a privacy wall, but not close, maybe. I'm not sure how Clarence has it planned. We'll, we'll take pictures as he decides the best way to do it. Private, but maybe not closed in. But we have, like, a, an outside shower um, tank. So the tank, you can have hot water, and you can hook up the hose and the shower head off of anything, really. I mean, you could put it on a tree if you wanted to. You wouldn't need to have a shower house and with a floor and stuff, but... Um, and then you just put in the hose into any water source. So we'll have like a big uh, water tank or whatever. We'll just drop it in there. It sucks the water through, heats it up. And um, yeah, so we'll have compost toilet and this shower, outside shower. Just kind of still roughing it, right? But but a little more than you would just having a tent too, right? So that's just what we chose. There's, it's not... You know, it's just what we chose and felt comfortable with. But you don't have to do that. Or you can, you know, blow that out of the water and, you know, put in plumbing and power if you want to. And that's great, too. So, and um, and then the yurt. We'll have the yurt. We've been slowly researching different, because we don't have power right here. And I'm standing in the location where we would be putting the yurt and the shower house. Without having power here, we are researching and collecting things that um, are charged by solar and so we have a couple lights that we picked up that are solar charged and they give off really nice light so we thought you know if you get up at night and you leave the yurt and you want to go use the bathroom obviously you're going to want some light and so we'll probably hook it up on one of the bins or whatever so just things like that but we're so excited and um, because of our extended winter this year we can't open until until probably July long weekend that's our goal we'll see what happens but um, we're really excited about it and we're gonna probably well we will be <laughs> am I kidding we'll be posting more and more pictures as we get more established but you know I don't know we charge we'll be charging $35 a night because that is kind of in comparison to the closest camp ground that we have locally and that's kind of what they recommend to start. Um, and you can offer things like, we have farm fresh eggs in the morning. So they can buy, you know, a dozen eggs if they want. So you can put that on the list. Um, you know, they might want to come and see your garden. You can put if you allow that or not. So really cool stuff. And again, it, you know, we're not really planning it to make, you know, tons of money or anything. But it's it's one of those things that we can use our land and we can invite people outdoors. We can show them how beautiful it is and what it's like to live on a farm and, and homestead. And just really use um, the resources we have just to you know, just to enrich someone's life and for them to enrich ours and just, you know, steward this land the best that we can and also incorporate our neighbors if possible with different things that maybe, you know, in the future that, that they want to contribute, um, etc. We don't know where it's going to go, but, you know, you have to take the first step and, and this was just kind of a, a win-win for us. We'll see how it goes um, and we're just excited about it. And so that's hipcamp.com, and it could be a potential income revenue for you as well. So check it out, and um, thanks for following us as we go about another, you know, another branch off of our homestead and trying to figure it out what we want to do. And um, eventually, I would love to, you know, to be working here full time 
my husband works full time and I still work three days a week. I work part time as a librarian. So um, someday, you know, we both would love to be able to be here full time. But for now, we use those resources and we're thankful for those jobs, right? They, they pay the bills and they help us to be able to plan and have a little flexibility with this awesome um, piece of land that uh, we feel blessed with. So I hope that, you know, I hope that kind of perked your interest today. I love talking about it and we're, you know, more and more people are asking about it and I'm posting more pictures and hints about it. So as our listeners, I wanted you guys to kind of be in on what's happening. And if you're ever in Saskatchewan, <laughs> ever in this area, for sure, check it out. Um, Hip Camp and then again, same name, Prairie Grove Homestead, and you will find us. So I hope that you have a terrific weekend. I loved having this time to chat with you today. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk soon. It's a great view from here. Bye-bye. Hey, we sure hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you mind just going and leaving a comment or review wherever you listen to this podcast today? We sure would appreciate it. And if you would like to leave a comment or suggestion for future episodes, just visit us at Kim at PrairieGroveHomestead.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll talk again next time. Thanks for stopping today. Bye-bye.